0: Are being desensitized like a proverbial frog in a pot of water on the stove. In other words, what is that, how does that, that story go? You put a frog on a, in a pot and your stove and say, with boiling hot water, what's that frog going to do? Immediately duds out. and desensitized. Desensitized. So, I am going to do this Sunday school so we can avoid the fake news because there is a lot of fake news going on. And I'm going to give you information from a biblical perspective and not a website or social media that you have to be looking a lot of junk or pictures that are not right or sexual innuendo. So, we're going to give you that, but first, I'm going to give you just a small number of cultural and otherwise views, that, uh, current events, that I believe are going to change not only our lives, but this world, and it is changing us. Now, let me put a disclaimer. Some of the people that I'll be highlighting
1: should not be used to discriminate. Do you think religious institutions, uh, like colleges, churches, charities, should they lose their tax-exempt status if they oppose same-sex marriage? Yes. There can be no reward, no benefit.
2: For anyone, any
1: institution, any organization in America
2: that denies the full human rights and the full civil rights of every single one of us. And so, as president, we're going to make that a priority, and we are going to stop those who are infringing upon the human rights of our fellow Americans.
1: to research. But uh, you can give uh, uh, donations to charities without being taxed for it. So this encourages, it was originally installed to encourage Christians to give to their churches to support missionaries. That was the entire purpose of it. And it's unique uh, to our country that we have that kind of freedom. There's no scrutiny on the income of our church, as far as the government is concerned, and we can send as much money as we see fit overseas. Uh, we have churches in Canada that cannot send money out of the country, so yep. we have to go through some system But like so for example, my glad. Uh, blessed, I think our country is blessed by God because uh, the government has put in those various uh, systems to facilitate world evangelism. and there's a lot of people that want to stifle that now, Hillary Clinton uh, Beto Lork and others have mentioned in the past about removing the tax exempt status for the churches uh, because they see Huge revenue. revenue. Imagine all, all the property owned by Mormons own and Catholics, and you know if they start charging property taxes and income taxes on the income from churches, that is a huge revenue stream, and that's how uh, the Democrats uh, see it. So uh, those are some of the dynamics that are involved.
0: Thank you very much. We'll be talking a lot more about that come next year, election year. Um, they're going after. As Pastor said, not just the revenue stream, but I believe the main thing is to silence the Bible and silence the church when it comes to their agenda being in conflict with what the Bible says. In the United Kingdom, a Christian doctor was fired because he, there's a man, beard, But he says, I'm a woman, call me madam. I'm a doctor. I know the difference between a male and a female. And I'm a Christian, I'm not gonna do that. Video number two.
2: A Christian doctor in the United Kingdom lost his job and now a lawsuit to keep his job. It all happened because he held a biblical view of males and females. Dr. David McCarreth worked for the British government as a disability benefits assessor, and a judge just ruled that Dr. McCarreth's refusal to call a bearded man madam was, quote, incompatible with human dignity. We're here to set a straight on his firing, and the court ruling is Dr. David McCarreth. Dr. McCarreth, please explain to us why do you refer to a bearded man, I guess a trans, sexual. as madam.
0: Uh, I'm a Christian uh, uh, and a doctor. First of all, as a Christian, I believe God has made us male and female, uh, and this is an extremely important part of his creation, uh, and uh, that we can't change sex. The, I believe we can't change sex because God has made us male and female, but also it's entirely unscientific to say that we can change sex.
2: Well, how did the person... In- That's
0: fine. As you can see, things are changing very rapidly and they're going after anybody who goes against their agenda. They say, ladies and gentlemen, seat belts on, et etc." Et Picture number one. Air Canada is now saying we are going, Air Canada will use gender neutral terms and gentlemen. So the date on this is October 15th. Much of what I'm giving you is just in the last week. Two weeks. okay? They're by people who want to change their gender. And if you want to do that, that's fine. But don't force your beliefs on the rest of us. And that's what they're trying to do. So on a plane, we're not going to say ladies and gentlemen. We're going to say it. Gender neutral. In Canada as well, a Christian man was fired, fined, better was fined fifty-five thousand dollars because he did Canadians no, think Canadian man fifty-five thousand for misgendering. G- misgendering. You're working someplace, And they say, you need to do that. I'm another person.
1: Not just hire, you're not going to find you.
0: Canada is not a lot far distant from the United States. And things are changing even within the United States. Example, Colorado, that's not much. Colorado's sex education bill would force kids to learn LGBT ideology. Up. In other words, let's say that we don't want to get into the whole argument. We're just going to say, all we are going to do is absence. We're just going to tell our kids, wait until you're married. did you get into the religious thing and all of the ideology conflict. They're now saying, we do not want you to talk about absence. They're even saying that now. Talk to many parts of the world, socialism doesn't work, China. When I graduated high school, China was not good at all, communism, socialism. But then they started taking up capitalism and learning from the U.S., and then we started sending manufacturing. Do you know, when I graduated from college? and I started working for Wrangler and Lee and Levi's, El Paso was the sewing capital of the world. El Paso, not China, El Paso. But then we started moving all our manufacturing over there, and they started then doing not just jeans, but iPhones and everything else, and then they would steal our technology, and then they started making their own phones and everything else. So they have started doing well, only because they're still socialists, they're still communists, but when it comes to money, they like capitalism, and they've now done very well. But any other country who just focuses on socialism doesn't do well. And if you know the history of socialism, it's killed about 100 million people. And that's what they want to bring here. Yesterday, Michael Moore endorsed endorsed Bernie Sanders, saying he is not afraid to say capitalism is the problem. Getting rid of of our freedoms is what they want to do when it comes to freedom of speech. You can't just say anything. Wait a minute here. That's what America is all about. Freedom of religion. Nope. You can have your religion just inside here. Don't mention that part about the Bible. What part? Romans chapter 1. Leviticus. Anything to do with homosexuality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know what? You can't have your guns anymore. Get rid of the Second Amendment. And that's what they're pushing for. And to me, I would just come back if I was a politician and say, excuse me, Chicago has some of the most restrictive gun laws anywhere. And yet, look at how many murders every weekend happens there. We talk about Walmart and what happened here. Just, just look, at, look up what happens in Chicago every weekend. And why is that? Because all the only ones that have the guns are the bad guys. I mean, it's ridiculous the common sense, lack of it, but that's where our culture and our agenda, and there's a purpose for it. The reason why our framers that made our government said you can have guns, really it's because of an out of control government. They came from England. They wanted to be able to not be under the yoke of that. So they said, we want liberty. And if you don't want to have religion, that's fine. If you want to be an atheist, that's fine. But we don't want a government that tells us what to do. And yet, that's what's, what we're moving towards right now, what a lot of the, what a lot of the uh, um, politicians are trying us to do. Number eight, California moves to require pastors, priests, to become government informants. You know, it used to be that what you told the lawyer or what you told your pastor or priest was protected, confidential. Tell that to Trump and what happened to his lawyer. That's never happened. If they can do that for the President of the United States, what can they do to us? Hey, Pastor Stevens, what did he tell you? What did he... It's no longer protected. Is what they're trying to move it towards. What kind of a country are we... what, what, What happened to our freedoms? What happened to the greatest nation because of freedoms and liberty? Things are changing quickly. Now let me move on to other things. This past week, the nation of Turkey invaded Syria the United States is pulling out I don't want to get into the politics of what was right wrong if past, uh, past, if if, um, if um, uh, Trump was correct about that or not let's not get there let me just say this the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 38 when Russia Iran and Turkey are together picture number three when these three nations on the left-hand side the president of Iran in the middle is the president of Russia, Putin On the right is the president of Turkey. They are now in... This has never happened. And the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 38, when you see these three parties together, when you see these three nations together, you are at the precipice of the battle of Gog and Magog, which is supposed to happen after the rapture. Because God destroys them through his wrath, and we're not appointed to wrath. So last week, Turkey goes in... And now is a part of it, and the United States is pulling out. And the Bible says that Israel, when they get attacked, nobody will be to their defense. Right now, if somebody tries to attack Israel, I would say that Mr. Trump would support them. But we're now moving little by little, little by little from changing that. Now, I still believe, even though we pulled out, that if somebody tries to do something to Israel, Mr. Trump, President Trump, will take care of business. But what about next year? in the elections. What about all this push that you're trying to do with impeachment? I mean, I don't know what it's gonna be to make it to where the United States doesn't support them, but it can be political or it can be the rapture. It's not just that, but you know, that Sunday school I did not too long ago about one of the signs of the last days is technology. You know what's happening? is technology is moving so fast that even the bad guys can get small little nukes in a suitcase or drones that are so powerful, so difficult to detect and shoot down. Picture number four. Next generation of weapons and the new world order. Those drones there are so powerful now, so Good to evade radar. And I'll give you an example. If a bad guy gets a very powerful drone, not to scare you guys, and they're in Juarez. And they want to be able to take a drone from Juarez and cross the river, the creek, whatever we call it, into El Paso. And it's got ability to drop some sarin gas, biological agent. How are we going to stop that right now? Drones are one of the ones that, sh- that, that that caused all the problem in the Saudi Arabian oil field. It wasn't just the missiles. It was the drones as well. And so people are saying, we got a problem. And the bad guys can say, hey, Mr. North Korea, Mr. Iran, we'll give you this money, let us have some of that. And it makes it much more difficult. De- That's why the Bible says that it'll be Precarious times, terrible times right before Jesus comes back, and people, men's hearts will fail them, the Bible says, for fear on what is going to come. Because anybody who's a thinking person sees all of this and goes, This is not safe. The Bible speaks about how the world's going to be saying, We got to fix this. We need a one world leader because this leader here in the United States, this leader here in Russia, this leader here in Israel, this, we're, we need a leader. They can bring it all together and be in charge of all the politics, all of the armies. And we need a religious leader that can put everybody together. Picture number five. The Pope. Pope Francis invites religious political leaders to sign global pact for new humanism. We need to all come together. And he picked it for May 14, 2020. which is the anniversary of Israel becoming a nation again. Why he picked that day, I don't know, but I think it's very interesting. And he's saying, everybody needs to come together, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try to get everybody to get all political leaders, all religious leaders, we need to come together. Video
3: number three. Carissimi. Nell'enciclica, laudato sì, ho invitato tutti a collaborare per custodire la nostra casa comune. Per capire quanto è urgente sia la sfida che abbiamo davanti, dobbiamo puntare sull'educazione, che apre la mente e i cuori ad una comprensione più larga e più profonda della realtà. Serve un patto educativo globale che ci educhi alla solidarietà universale a un nuovo umanesimo. Per questo ho promosso un evento mondiale che si terrà il 14 maggio del 2020. In un momento di estrema frammentazione, di estrema contrapposizione, c'è bisogno di unire gli sforzi di far nascere un'allianza educativa per formare persone mature, capaci di vivere nella società e per la società.
0: That's fine. I can go on, but that's just a small clip. Pretty amazing. The Bible speaks about in the Book of Revelation there will be a one world religious leader and a one world political and army leader. At least, at the very minimum, the framework is being talked about. When a person is walking like that, sometimes their shadow reaches the end game before they do, right? The shadow. I, I believe we are seeing a shadow of the Great Tribulation and the events in the Great Tribulation right before our very eyes. That's why I've called this today, Be Informed, because it's coming. What's coming? Everything that I've already showed you and what the Bible speaks about. And some other things I'm going to talk about right now. We are seeing this spirit of lawlessness and antichrist and deception more and more. And it's out in the open. They don't, they, now they even say, yeah, fake news. I mean, it's, you don't know what's true and what's not true anymore. And the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20, it says, "Woe to those who call evil good, and good evil, and put darkness for light, and light for darkness, and who put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. That's happening. Whoa, hey, this is all okay. No, it's not okay. What do you mean? Well, you're saying that I am going to be going to prison because I killed the woman? and who was pregnant seven months, and the baby, double murder. Yeah. Okay. But if she doesn't die in that accident, and she makes it, and then a month later, two months later, she gets an abortion, that was just a fetus. Over here, it's a baby, and you're going to give me double murder. Over here, it's just a fetus. Fake news, deception in the world's agenda, right before our very eyes. Isaiah 59, 14. Justice is turned back, and righteousness righteousness stands afar off, and the truth is fallen in the streets, and equity cannot enter. That's a scripture. That's for today. Truth is fallen in the streets. Justice is turned back. And if you have money, you'll have justice. But for the rest of us, the spirit and the culture of this generation now is tolerance, tolerance, except if you're a Christian or a Jew. In public schools, in universities, you can't proclaim creationism. Oh, God created us. Nope, it's evolution. And that's been for years. What is that? But now it's a lot further than that. Now it's, they're against our faith, against our values, many of you guys have told me about that. I experienced it when I was in UTEP, where you have to take some classes and you have to be able to, what do we say in church, eat the meat and spit out the bones? I had to be able to, because I used to push back and I ended up getting in trouble and I'm not going to pass that class. So I had to, you know, I'm taking, I'm going to want to be an engineer and I'm having to take these classes over here because they're forcing you and it's junk. But that's the only way you can finish up your degree. They're trying to indoctrinate the kids, the students. There's a new documentary movie that just came out. It's called No Safe Spaces. This is about a UC Berkeley student named Isabella Chow. And she sees that the efforts right now they're trying to do is ban free speech, video. Well, picture number six first. So this documentary is about, or just came out, no safe spaces, trying to clam us up. Video number four, please.
3: My name is Isabella Chow, I'm a third year student at UC Berkeley studying business and music. In spring 2018, I
0: was elected to Student Senate at Berkeley. There's a bill proposed to our Student Senate that I felt like I couldn't fully vote for because of my Christian beliefs and because I represented the Christian community on campus. And so I abstained from voting on that bill that night, and I gave a short statement of why I abstained. And the backlash was swifter and bigger than what I would have ever imagined. Okay, it's about to come out. Anything that's biblical and against the culture of the day is now going to be called hate speech. What's coming? What's coming is a labeling of hate speech on this church, on the Bible, on anything that goes counter what they say is tolerant. The Bible needs to be banned on that part. Or you can't do it. Fine, you'll let you do the Bible, but only in the four walls. Don't be doing it on the streets. And then later on, no, we have somebody in the church here, and they committed suicide. Because they felt bad on what was being preached here. You try to help that person help, you said. But you are brainwashing them. They were born this way. And this is how their proclivities are. And you're telling them that they need to be set free. They need to change. You're going to be in trouble for that. That's what's being pushed as we speak. So therefore... You also have censorship. Censorship. In other words, let's say that you get on Google right now, and you want to be able to look up a certain subject. The people who work in Google, who are making these algorithms on all the information you look up, you notice that the first 10 things, you can't find what you want because that is not what they wanted in there. So they exclude that or put that way down on the third page, and you never really see it. So really, when you look something up or news or whatever, it's based on what their filter of acceptability is. Not truth. You look at CNN, ABC, CNBC, the host of the mainstream media, many times I know about what's going on in the Middle East and I try to find it there, nothing. I had to look, let's say, at Fox News, which even that right now is a problem. Drudge Report, even that right now is a problem. I'm struggling right now, and I have some, and I'm going to share them with you in a little while, on some that I have found, but they're even trying to, like Prager University. If you want to see some good educational videos about a lot of subjects, Prager University, but even his videos, they're not showing them on YouTube anymore. YouTube is owned by Google. And so what they're doing is, he knows he has, let's say, millions of visitors, but on this one here, there was only... 50,000 that saw it. He goes, wait a minute here. How did I go from a million or 900,000 800,000? Because they're censoring. Paul admonished us and warns us that this deception is going to get worse and worse and worse like today's fake news. It's blatant and it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Look at 2 Timothy 3.14. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's what the Bible says is going to be happening. Then, Second Timothy 4, 3-4 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, and they will heap up for themselves, teachers, pastors, whatever, and they will turn their ears from the truth and be turned aside to fables. You were born that way. You're a woman, even though you have everything of a man. And then we need to teach our children that as young as five years old. And then they start going through confusion. Because this is growing stronger and stronger, and we in our church and Christians like us say, no, this is wrong. And we stand for righteousness. And what the Bible says, the world is turning against us. Many tell me, Ernie, can't wait for the rapture. We're going to avoid all persecution. sure I'm here to tell you guys I don't want that to happen but I see it happening in many parts of the world and I see it's not just ISIS and Syria but it's in many parts of the world including you know where it's tough to be a Christian California if you really are on fire Christian and preach the truth they're coming against what happens in California doesn't stay there it starts and it's happening what happens in Canada what happens in Seattle and where Pastor Randy's at 2 Timothy 3.12. Yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. John chapter 15 verse 18 through 21 says, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you, remember, the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. you. Persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. Also, but all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. Wow. It's very clear in the Bible. But we continue and should continue to be salt and light to this dying world i like that one saying we must delay the decay by being salt to our mom and dad brothers and sisters homes at work we need to be that salt and and telling it and if it comes difficult on us oh well god will help us and he demands that of us because he is our lord we must know not only God's word, but we have to know what's going on as well to warn them. On Saturday, I was with these two firemen and I'm talking to him a little bit about this and I said me ask you a question. What if you as a fireman were to tell a family, listen, you got a gas leak and you, and you try to warn them and they continue to stay there. And all of a sudden their kids died And you see the dad, and he's in the hospital, and you go visit him. What would you be thinking? What would you want to tell him? I I try to warn you. I try to tell you. that's what God's word is trying to tell you, fireman, and trying to tell us. But a lot of people put their head in the sand, and they perish. And look what Hosea 4, 6, picture number 7 says. Picture number 7. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I don't need to know about this, Ernie. Picture number eight. Ignorance is bliss. No. Ignorance, that scripture says, can kill you. Now, before we get into all of the websites I'm going to give you, etc., first and foremost... We've got to be reading the Bible. So much information out there that you can be in danger of looking at everything and then the Bible gets moved to the side. Best advice? Read the Bible first. Read it early. Finish your Bible reading, your devotion, and then you look at everything. Because if not, you'll be half an hour into it or more and it's already bedtime. So Bible first. Jesus, remember, calls himself the Word of God. So we need to be involved with the Word of God. So be informed of what's going on around you. Why? Because God said to do it. You know, Billy Graham, I like what he said, and I've told you guys multiple times. Billy Graham said, a Christian should have one hand, the Bible, and another hand, what's going on in the news. So he knows what's going on. People ask me all the time. So tell me, what is that website? What is... The perspective that you get. And I've told you, it's not CNN and it's not the mainstream media. I'm going to give you now five websites. And if you look at these, remember, Bible first, but these are pretty picture number nine. The first one is Bible-prophecy.com. That has a lot of information. And it has different websites on it: Hal Lindsay's and many others. Bible Prophecy. And it's got one in there, and it says prophecycentral.com. Pro- I mean, I'm, no, it's Prophecy Update. And it's got the latest website, latest news. That one's a very good one. Next one, beholdisrael.com. That is Amir Sarfati. He is a Christian Jew that lives in Israel, and his house, many times he does this, videos and podcasts, opens up the cortinas, the, 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 the curtains, and he shows um, Megiddo Valley where Armageddon will be fought, (laughs) you know, and he's so close to where the F-16s, F-17s take off. Sometimes he's speaking, and he goes, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, you know. I mean, and and he really knows what's going on in Israel. He's a Christian Jew, and he is a prophecy expert, and he's been giving tours in Israel for 20 years, so he really is fascinating to listen to. Picture number 10 on that one. Uh, A picture of him, he's very young, you know, you know, and I say very young. He looks a lot younger than me, but he's under 50. You know, but but but, but anyway, um, but he has a lot of information. He was the youngest officer in the Israeli army. So he's a very sharp guy. Uh, go ahead and put it back to picture number nine, brother. Then we look at org. That one's by a, a lady that has been a Christian for many years, and I have a lot of respect for Jan Markell. And Jan Markell Her heart has always been the word of God and prophecy. And she now has the largest prophecy seminar in all the country, all the United States. And so it's very good. And she has a, just like um, uh, Behold Israel, they have weekly emails that you can subscribe to. And they send you all of the information. And then they also have weekly podcasts. For instance, Behold Israel, our Mayor Safati, and John Markell, I think hers come out on Saturdays. Um, they give a subject of what's going on in the world, and it's just very, very informative, very good, and none of the junk. And then you have Christian, uh, Christandprophecy.org. That is by Dr. David Reagan. Smart man, very learned, 50 years of experience with prophecy. Um, it's called Lamb and Lion Minis- Ministry. He also does a weekly email and weekly uh, podcast uh, update. And then you have hischannel.com. That's got lots of programs, lots of information. Um, You can get lost on that one uh, because it's got so much on there. But it's very good. And in that one, there is uh, one that I look at religiously almost every Friday. They do it on Thursday in California. Uh, It's Barry Stagner and another guy. um, And they recap everything that's happened in the world, the U.S., Israel. And it's one hour action-packed. Very, very good. Now, let me repeat. Bible first, <laughs> and then that. Luke 21, 28. To end off, before we open up for question and answer, Q&A. Luke 21, 28. Now, when these things begin to happen, he wants us to be looking. Look up, lift up your heads, because your redemption, the rapture, draws near. Why should we be doing all this? Because God wants us to be looking Questions, input, I know I gave a lot of information, questions, input about whatever you want. Here first, anybody else after Sage? Back over there with Renee. Anybody else after that? And then Anthony over here. Go ahead, Sage.
4: Um, when, when you were talking about um, having in one hand the Bible and then in the other hand the news, um, I think... I, it should be for everything, not just prophecy, um just kind of uh, have have that mentality of what does the Bible say about any particular issue, especially as we go into election season um if we are if we are Christians and we're we're meant to live as Christians, um I think we should also vote as Christians and we should see what the Bible says about different top different topics because a lot of times I see. Christian leaders just take a political view and they don't defend it with any scripture at all. It's just the politics and there's no scripture behind
0: it. What, that called, what that's called, Sage, is being an apologist. Being an apologist, what that means is you are defending the faith. The scriptures, turn on the fans, please. You're, you're defending the faith. Okay, so I, I agree and appreciate that. Uh, who is back over here? Okay, Anthony Kobles? And then, oh no, first, first Renee, and then Anthony. Go ahead, Renee.:
4: Good morning. Good morning. So when, there's three items in terms of um, the whole LBTQ. We don't hang around together, I'll eh? be um, anyway. So what Christians need to know is, statistically, that somebody who is transgender I don't know if you knew this, but there are 20 more times to commit suicide. So essentially what happens is... Um, Renee, tell them what your background is or what you do. So the majority of my time is spent as a chief of compliance for a large mental health authority here in El Paso. Yeah. And so I see the numbers come in, and even though you have people promoting this, the numbers are staggering in terms of people who uh, commit suicide. And it's even been now found that uh, bisexualism, homosexuality, is starting to, you're starting to see the numbers go up in terms of suicide.
0: Yep. Now let me real quickly do a parenthetical comment. Last week. Last week came out in the news many people who have actually had the sex change now want to go back. Want to reverse it? And reverse it because they're saying it hasn't helped me. And it's causing me a lot of problems. Go ahead. In terms of abortion,
4: those of you who may not like to get into politics, you need to do research on abortion. Did you know that 40% and close to 30% of all abortions, 40% for the black community and 32% of the Latino community, Hispanic community. So add those two numbers together and you're close to 75% of all abortions are minorities. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I wanted to point out is on the economic standpoint. When you look at this whole push for energy independence or when they're focusing on energy, if you think for one minute that this new deal with all these windmills, people are standing on the sidelines to make a fortune out of this. Isn't it ironic that, I'm just gonna say it, the Democrats are, are, are messing with countries, and they're pushing them to produce oil and petroleum because they're making a killing off these corrupt co- uh, countries and yet here in America they want to transform that. So mm-hmm. wherever they stand to gain, they're going to find a way and we get caught in the middle of it.
0: No, thank you for that. What they're trying to do, let's be real open about this agenda, is trying to bring down, make America great again is not the goal of a lot of people. A lot of people want to do the exact opposite.
2: Anthony. Can you hear me? Yes. Good morning. Um, I just want to talk on censorship real quick. And we know that the enemy, um, through the New World Order, through the the globalist agenda, is in this for the long haul. This is something that's been going on since the 60s. You know, uh, when they took God out of the classroom, when abortion became legal, all of this has been going on for three generations and it's gonna continue going on. So when they talk censorship, they they want to, they're, they're imposing censorship in our classrooms already when you can't, when they took God out of the classroom and um, they're after our kids. They're trying to give, spoon feed our kids a certain point of view and they're trying to uh, withhold our point of view, or conservative point of view, and you see this in mainstream media. Um, and I personally watch Fox News, and on Fox News, they have uh, there's a couple of shows where they let uh, progressive or whatever you want to call it, progressive point of view, uh, so that they could balance out the conversation. But in mainstream media, right, the other never. five major news stations, they don't allow. A conservative point of view. Very good. And even Kamala Harris, a main political uh, candidate, uh, presidential candidate for the Democratic Party, she has flat said we should um, close uh, uh, President Trump's Twitter account. Mm-hmm. So they just want to cut him off completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he's crude at times, but that doesn't, you know, in my opinion, that doesn't give him the right to just cut him off completely. Mm-hmm. So these people are blatantly out in the open now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm just glad that my, you know, our kids are in church, and and so they can guard themselves in the classrooms and protect their ears from, you know, just the spoon-fed uh, liberalism that's going on.
0: Uh, thank you for that. What he said is very important. Mainstream media, CNN, ABC, would never give the other side. They just have their agenda, and so therefore, all those people are always thinking. These guys are crazy, Christians, Trump, whatever, they never hear both sides. And that's censorship. Now, what our job to do is, is to know and go after the truth. To be honest with you, I'm not really pushing for the Democrats, the Republicans, I just want the truth. And I just will stand on God's word. And people ask me, how do you vote? Whoever is closer to what the Bible says. So when the Bible says that marriage is between a man and a woman, who's closer to that? When the Bible says the sanctity of life, who's closer to that? When the Bible um, speaks about, um, you know, Israel and supporting Israel, who, who's more for that? Um, this, the uh, freedom of religion and, and being able to speak out, who goes more for that? That's where I go, boy. That's, you know, so there's a lot of other issues. I want people to be able to make money. I think when I look at some business owners here, I want you guys to be blessed and be able to keep as much as possible to do say, support whatever you want to support as opposed to you having 70, 80, 90% tax of your money. It's ridiculous. You know? So there's a lot of things that when I say here, be informed, because it's coming. And a lot of things you've already seen, it's already coming big time. Our job is to be able to preach the word in season because time's coming when no man can work. We're about to start service. God bless you all.